butterfly shrimp from Popeyes because I made it and because uh, I get free foods because he throws it away. That's fair. It's slowly killing me, but like, hey, that's the end goal. Power Rangers 2017 was a good fucking movie. I don't care what anyone says. Why the fuck did you detract from that, huh? Why did uh, you gotta change the subject, huh? Elizabeth Banks retweeted something, quote tweeted something. So, you know. Yeah, it is a good movie. I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm complaining. I, yeah, like I, I didn't mean to distract from your uh, homemade or employee made uh, Popeye's uh, popcorn shrimp because that is that's just good, but like. I just, it's never said enough. It's it can never be said enough that Power Rangers 2017 was a good movie. We didn't deserve it. Hello and welcome everybody to the VG Look Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast. Every Tuesday at 9:30 p.m. ish, and every Thursday at 8 p.m. ish Central Time. I want to say every. It says every. It's not every, but here we are. We come to you live with a collection of the week's biggest gaming news, host topics, and what we've been playing right here on Twitch.tv/CLOSPEED. That is Twitch.tv/CLOSP. Please remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming in one free monthly Twitch sub for any channel. We'd love to be the channel for you, but if not, I mean, that's on you. If you don't want to support your smaller streamers, then that's on you. Listen, we appreciate the finer things and the minute things of life, okay? We would like, we would love, we need, we crave that Twitch sub. But if you want to give it to a, a bigger streamer that won't notice it, I mean, hey, all the power to you, buddy, buckaroo, chap. Also, if you have Prime Gaming, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is uh, free. A little, a little fun little factoid for you. With like 99% of all the DLC, except for the one that couldn't make work because it lost code. Yep. Anyway, I am one of your hosts, the deranged voiceman himself, Ultima, up at Ultima JV Death on Twitter and Twitch. And with me, as always, is the host with the most, the man that fought COVID, that survived COVID, who lived through COVID, the green man himself. Celos P, but of course you can call him P. So, my COVID time, just to be clear, I was not dumb. My family was dumb, and their dumbness caused me to get sick. I would say I would not wish COVID on my worst enemy, but that is a lie. I absolutely would, but that says more about me and my pettiness than it does about COVID. What I will say is, I always tell myself, you know what? I don't have time to invest in long-term into a a huge open world game so i need to talk about these smaller games i need to play these smaller games and but there are so many more of those in the bigger games so i get stuck i get paralyzed i don't really do anything anyway what i'm trying to say is in the past week i have put in over 90 hours in fire emblem three hopes fire emblem warriors three hopes and let me tell y'all i'm gonna put 90 more in too fascinating this is episode 14 on tuesday July 12th, 2022. We got a bunch of news stories for you. We got news such as Sucker Punch saying, ah, no, 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 we're not working on Sly. Uh, we got Nintendo talking about Nintendo shit. Why? Because it's Nintendo doing Nintendo. I mean, come on. Also, some more e 3 for 2023. And last but not least, which is going to be the first story, shit about Activision Blizzard because we can't escape that. But first, I got to ask you the burning question, P. You already answered it, but still... What have you been playing? Uh, Fire Emblem 
three houses. I am near the end of the first campaign because I don't care what anyone says. I'm telling you, Factuals, the Black Eagles, and my Emperor Edelgard are the only ones that make sense to actually play the story with. The Golden Deer are just everybody get along without really doing anything bullshit. They have to do the fight the actual bad guys at the end because of the fact otherwise they have no point. And the Blue Lions literally make the world worse. It is all a fuck the state. Long live the Emperor. But I'll talk about that more uh, in like maybe a week, two weeks from now. Uh, I, don't, I haven't beaten yet, so I don't want to give my full thoughts just yet. I don't have a trailer up for it. But yeah, um, I'm in over 90 hours, and I probably have easily 10 hours more before I beat it. So I'll probably break 100 my first playthrough. Um, but most cliff notes, if you do put in that much time to get everything done, damn near everything carries over to your, uh, the next playthrough. So that just cuts down time even more than like in the original game. Also, it has a better story than the original game. Back to you. Thank you for not putting that for this week, because honestly, I was literally about, I was timing you to see how long this would have been to talk about Fire Emblem Three Hopes, because I know Fire Emblem games are long, and long games mean long conversations about how big and how good this game is. You are about a minute even. Congratulations. Look, listen, all you got to say about Fire Emblem Three Houses or Three Hopes is the fact that you, it should have been Black Eagles. We didn't need Three Hopes. We didn't need Three Houses. The Black Eagles, literally they're the only ones that try to make the world better, that have a point to the goddamn story. Everybody else is just there for the sake of bullshit. Anyway, what I've been playing, uh, you can check me out at Ultimate JV Death on Twitch because that's that's literally all I've been doing. That's all I've been that that's my gaming time, stream time. However, I will without putting up a trailer because I'm not done with this. Uh, near Replicant, finish Route A, and by God, it is such a wonderful game. It is such a wonderful, wonderful game. And it wasn't until a little bit into Route B that I realized, yeah, no, y y Yoko Taro is still a sadistic bastard. He is still, still a started. sadistic bastard. Go on. I, still, that, that's, that, that, that was the man's earlier work. I mean, still meaning like, because this is technically a revamped of a remake. Yeah. Or sorry, no. This is a revamp remake, an upgrade. That's what they call it. This is an upgrade to the Gestalt Near. Because I did check in. I've never played the original Near. I can't play the original Near because it's not anywhere that I could find. That shit is gone with the wind. So, the biggest thing is that uh, Near Replicant, like the the main character, is obviously different. Like you're no longer playing the father. You're playing the brother. And there's like a 10 year or a hundred year time, uh, time difference. But I mean, it's still a retelling of the original game, but fun fact, you can actually play as father near in near replicant boilers. It's not, it's not a story thing. It's a side thing. It's a, it's a side thing. There is no spoilers. I'm not spoiling any story for you. You can, uh, so there's a thing, there's a book in the home and you can play as father near uh and it's like three challenges and you get three weapons if you beat each challenge called the fool's weapons they're all extremely heavy and i think they are really they're not the strongest that you can get but they're pretty fucking strong that comes with the uh near replicant version fucking bunch of numbers that you get off steam and there's also free dlc that i didn't know about that gets you uh the near automata weapons 
it's a little glitchy in Steam, but it's it's something. But um, yeah, no, Yoko Taro, you you're a sadistic motherfucker, and I love you. Also, I I don't know why you know the head Emil has, right? The fucking the, the iconic yeah. head that Yoko Taro wears. Yep. I don't feel discomfort when seeing it on Emil. But when it's being shot at me as magical orbs and they grow a bit and blow up, no, that fucking scares the shit out of me. I don't know why. I get so uncomfortable. But when I see Emil, I'm like, aw, sweet boy. You're you're the wholesome bean. Then I see fucking Emil head shooting at me. I'm like, no, stay the fuck away from me, you bastard. What I'm trying to say is play near if you haven't. And when you play near, trudge through the story. Because, like Automata, it will make you play through the same story at least one more time. But the added story it gives you is pretty fucking interesting. I did a dramatic reading of Kainé's bit at the beginning of Route B because, hey, they decided we're going to throw a giant wall of text at you. Read it. That's, oh, I also played Turtles in, uh, not Turtles in Time, um, the, the Shredder's Revenge. I played a little bit of that. Not a lot of it. I love it. I fucking love it. April O'Neil is the best character. I don't make the rules. We'll talk about that later. That's for future episodes. Yeah, that's that's for future. All right, P. I I believe you said you wanted to start us off with depression. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, scroll sad so we can bring them up. So, uh, first up on the story block, we have actors and loser employees announced walkout. To demand better health care and protection from retaliation. This is Jessica Howard at, at GameSpot.com. Following the Supreme Court rule out ah, following the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Raid, a number of Activision Blizzard employees are concerned about what the news could mean for women and LGBTQ plus workers. As such, the Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance has scheduled a walkout on July twenty-first to demand protections of ABK employees from external threats like the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade, and internal threats such as retaliation harassment while in the workplace. In the series of tweets announcing the walkout, the ABK Workers Alliance states that the company's current healthcare policies do not adequately protect its workers. At present, Activism Blizzard reportedly offers up to $4,000 reimbursements for out-of-state medical care, but leaves employees open to legal prosecution. The Alliance demands include ensuring that workers can safely, affordably, and legally maintain access to uh, life-saving procedures like abortions and trans-affirming health care. Additionally, the ABK Workers Alliance is demanding protection from internal retaliation following claims of harassment and intimidation by the company. While retaliation is prohibited on paper, the company has been actively engaged in union busting for a year now, and employees have been harassed and intimidated by organizing, uh, for organizing, Alliance members wrote. The protesting workers are therefore demanding that Activision Blizzard begin and maintain dialogue with members of the Committee Against Sex and Gender Discrimination and legally commit to neutrality in our workers' attempts to organize. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Fuck Greg Abbott. Me and all my homies fucking hate Greg Abbott and fuck the Supreme Court. I always say that I do not like getting political and a lot of shit, mainly because it's always a a dour topic. And on top of that, I just don't look into politics. But uh, yeah, no, 
you thought Activision Blizzard King was terrible for women before the overturning? Nah, this is just even worse. This is just the icing on a shit cake, but the icing is just diarrhea. Like, like this is absolutely. I don't. I, maniacal is not a big enough word for this. For how badly they treat their their employees, both male and female and trans, and the the technical rainbow between. Um, this is just downright awful, and I hope that uh, those people that are in the walkout hopefully succeed in what they're doing, but we all know that there's going to be repercussions regardless. Yep. Yep. I just... <sighs> we'll cover stories that happens, and that's going to go ahead and be July 21st. So that will be next Thursday. So I'm sure we will go ahead and most likely cover that story that Thursday. Mean minus, if not the following Tuesday with Mean Ultimate. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that will be for the future. Uh, just a reminder, a woman killed herself because of Blizzard sexual assault. Just, just, just so that way I don't break the habit of reminding y'all that. Very good. Very true. Very true. All right then. <sighs> So Next that's up. depressing news. Here's more depressing news of a different spectrum. <laughs> Fuck me. All right, y'all. We, we we like to talk about nostalgia, right, P? We like to talk about older games that fueled our love for video games, right? Like to and have to. Debatable, but go on. I get you coming. Sucker Punch says it is not working on Infamous or Sly Cooper, and no other studio is either. This is from Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer. Oh, hey, we got a news story about you, Game Informer. So soon, maybe Thursday. Uh, Sucker Punch Productions, the studio behind 2000, uh, 2020's hit new IP, Ghost of Tsushima, has revealed it is not working on anything related to its previous infamous and Sly Cooper franchises. The studio also says that no other developer is working on projects related to the franchises. This news comes from a new blog post highlighting Sucker Punch's 25th anniversary. Since opening its doors more than 20 years ago, the studio has worked on Rocket, Robot on Wheels, the popular Sly Cooper, uh, Sly Cooper platformer series, the super-powered Infamous series, and, of course, Ghosts of Tsushima. In this blog post, though, the studio clarifies some things amidst rumors of a Sly Cooper 5 and Infamous remake. Sorry, in a quote... As our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of our studio, the blog post reads. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now. In other studio, no other studio is currently working on projects related to these franchises either. These characters are very special and near dear to our hearts, so while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now there are no Infamous or Sly, Pur Sly Cooper games in development. This hurts. That's your Kermit. This that you thought that was Kermit? The fuck? That was Kermit. Hi ho. Nah, um, this this hurts mainly because just just to be told, hey, let's clear the air. You know, you one of your favorite game franchises. Don't get your hopes up. No one's working on it. Shut the fuck up about it. Instead, have a Ghost of Tsushima. H have the upgrade edition. Have other projects we're working on. Just don't think about nostalgia. We gotta move on. Fuck, man. Especially since the last Light Cooper game was kind of shit, in my opinion. 
I've heard similar. I've heard similar. Yeah, not to mention the only way to get Sly Cooper is through PS Now. Fuck my life. It's it's rough. Not to mention Infamous. I've only played Second Son, and that game was phenomenal. So not getting a remake to the original is like, ah, there goes my accessibility to play the other, the rest of the games. And we get emulations a thing, but like, I I really do want to see like what a port or a new Sly Cooper game would be about. So, when it comes to this subject, I feel I should just let everybody know beforehand. Go ahead. Grab your pitchforks. Grab your tomatoes. And allow me I... to be See? your target. Don't, don't, don't you. I appreciate being told to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm not going to listen, but I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, no, no shit. Sony, the, the company that owns them, that is like, hey, we really only make like high-end photorealistic uh, third-person action games. Yeah, we're not going to go back to more uh, um, cartoony type things. Okay, goes, yeah, infamous. What, what about Infamous? What about Infamous? Yeah. yeah Julie, I already uh, said motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they did that, and they were like, yeah, that didn't do high enough. It didn't do Last of Us numbers. It didn't do Tsushima numbers. It wasn't artsy enough. It looked too free. How, you know what you would do? You know, wait, wait, wait. How could it do Tsushima numbers if Tsushima wasn't even a thing at the time? Uh, I mean, why would not be asked to go ahead and make another one right now? I mean, oh, for now, uh, I mean. Second yeah. Son was fucking good, but I mean, it also. Oh, no, I, I I enjoyed it, Second Son. I basically played Second Son all in one go because it was like the first game on PS4 that came out. Uh, I loved it. Um, I like the I like the games. I do, but I'm saying in terms of like, oh, they're not making it. That's so sad. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. If you thought any, if anyone thought in the back of their mind that uh, Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog was working on their classic franchises, what world are you living in? You know what's not honest, there. You gotta let honest, it go. I didn't even know about it until today. Until I actually read the story. Yeah, like, yeah. I I hate saying it, but we all know what it means to be a PlayStation first party game. They've they've been very clear. They are going for the hits. They're going for the high quality product. They're going for all that. Like. The only ones they kind of let do their own thing was, what, Insomniac? And even then, they're working on Spider-Man and Wolverine, which is, again, under the same format of what I just mentioned. If they have actual superheroes, why would they go back for something like like, uh, Infamous that is a, uh, you know, independent superhero? No, they're going to go for licenses. Like, that's just, this is... Everyone's always so worried about, oh, man, all these companies are buying up all these studios. They're going to be controlling of everything, Monopoly, yada, yada, yada. Like, y'all are the ones that buy these games. Like, I don't know how long I've been hearing all this shit about the next God of War. That's all anyone's really excited for right now. Like, man, when's it coming out? We need that date. Now we got the date. And everyone's like, man, I can't believe it's happening. That's like, like, no shit. The most surprising thing about a new God of War is that they're saying it's going to be the last one. Rip. Like, I, I don't know. Like this, this doesn't surprise me. Like, stop 
thinking you're going to get new and original ideas from Sony. It's not really a thing. We just got Ratchet. I don't know if we'll get another Ratchet for like a decade at this point. Why would we? Because Ratchet did numbers. You know how it many did. people really loved Rift Apart? Yeah, it did and, numbers. And take that. It, it, did, it did numbers. It did numbers. But did it do Spider-Man numbers? Because Spider-Man was their highest selling game. Wasn't also Spider-Man uh, a console launch? No. Uh, Are you talking uh, about Spy- Miles Morales or... No, no, no. Spider-Man PS4. Spider-Man PS4. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, Never mind. Like, that was like their That's highest... That's console. Uh, it was like the highest selling PS4 game. Like, Sony knows what they want to make and what they want their games to mean. Even with them doing their pivot into things like uh, hardware, as we covered uh, two weeks ago before... Uh, we had to take a break because I got COVID. Um, and concerning the monitors, the headsets, all of that. Uh, when it comes to them putting more of their uh, PlayStation Studio games on PC, saying they want to put more on there. All of that. Like, they're making moves to be more like Microsoft. But in terms of the games they want people to be making for them, this is going to be what they're doing. And in the future, their plan, you can see the, as it is right now, their plan is to keep pumping this out get this locked down to the single-player games, and with the acquisition of Bungie as a, um, basically, how would I put this, um, advisor of um, games-as-a-service games, yeah, that's going to be their future as well. Like, they, they know what market they're going after because it is the mainstream market they can always depend to just dump the money into but keep it just separate and... Uh, individual enough that people don't feel like they're overlapping like the the amount even of clapping i've heard for like everyone's saying how man microsoft doesn't have any exclusives microsoft doesn't have this isn't that it's all about sony having all this special stuff like dude y'all are getting god of war like we had horizon in spring at the start of it people really didn't care about horizon let's be real no it did it did numbers it did did numbers It, it it vanished in the like consciousness very quickly, but it did numbers. So I'll, I'll we got to give it that. Um, and then God of War, like even what's your module, uh, Forsaken or Forspoken, the Square Enix game that's not going to be anyone thinks it is. Uh, that got pushed back again out of this year. So like, it's they know what they're doing. Like this, this is how it happens. So don't expect surprises from Sony owned. Uh, projects or Sony own uh, developers. They're going to get very high-end polished products, but they're going to be very predictable in terms of what that high-end polished product means. It means photorealism, it means third person, and uh, single player, which is all cool, but they know what they're going to make. Like you, you know what you're getting from them. Even, even with all of this being said, there's still... <clears throat> You can still sell nostalgia, and Sly Cooper is nostalgia, much more nostalgia than Infamous, in my opinion. And I get it. It's, it, it probably won't sell as much, but it would still sell, and it would still get the money needed. I'm not saying a Sly 5. If they just did, like, a port of Sly, of the original three Slys, I, I bet you that that would still do numbers. They already did. Didn't do numbers. They already did, and they put it on fucking PS Now. I'm talking for right now, PS4, PS5, without the fucking tie to PS Now, because that is a boner killer. That 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 kills my interest in going back into Sly, PS Now. As for many games, might I add, 
PN Snow kills my interest. That's person. That's that's a personal thing. I'm saying yeah, no. This light legit collection. shit port. Yeah, yeah. The last port was PS3, and of course, you you can't anymore with PS3. That store shut down. No, but I'm saying though they they did go ahead and do a collection of it, and it didn't sell enough, so they didn't care. Because I mean, look at Last of Us. Last of Us came out at the same time, and it did great as well. It was it's it was their pivot into what we know as the PS4 era of Sony, a PlayStation. Except at that point, you're you're comparing an older game that's getting a port to a shiny new toy. Yeah, I didn't say it made sense. I didn't say it made sense. I didn't say it was uh, smart. I said I I understand why they're doing it. Like they're I'm not, I'm, not, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to fight for people that thought Sly Fi was a thing. Again, I didn't notice that people were want were thinking Sly Fi was a thing until I literally read this out loud like ten minutes yeah. ago. But yeah. God, man, just Sony they, had their moment can. of like, our, let's make our mascots come back when they did the uh, launch of the technically remake of the Ratchet and Clank. And the movie came Mascot. out, and and, uh, and when they went ahead and had the um, the movie as well for Ratchet and Clank come out, and neither did that great. And that in, in response to that, they canceled the Sly movie and any plans they probably had for Sly as well. They had their mascot moment, and they decided, eh, not enough money, make more here. They had their mascot moment, and I, in my opinion, they chose the wrong mascot. I liked the Ratchet and Clank movie. I thought that was fucking awesome. I'm not saying it was bad at all. I'm saying they could have chose a different mascot. You could have put a stronger foot forward. What mascot? Jack and Daxter. Compared to Ratchet and Clank? Compared to Ratchet and Clank, they're the only games that actually got a legit shit port to the PS4 and not on PS Now. Compared to their older games. Ratchet and Clank, their older games are on PS Now. Sly Cooper, all their games are on PS Now. You see what uh, I'm getting at? Uh, Not to mention, bit. people were also clamoring for a new Jack and Daxter uh, for, from Naughty Dog. And, of course, same thing. Shut that shit down. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Basically, moral of the story is, we're not getting what we want. We're just keep, keep it moving forward. Keep it moving forward. Ghost of Tsushima 2. I don't know. Like, I, again, again, as well, my final thoughts. Uh, I enjoy being told shut the fuck up. I enjoy not being like strung around for like, oh, maybe you're getting something. It's like, no, I, I don't see the money and them trying to reinvent or put out more Sly or their mascot characters outside of Ratchet because it did do recently good numbers. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, I, I don't know. For the fact of how few games Sony puts out these days, even if they are high quality, yeah, fuck your speculation. Just tell me. See? So I know to play other games. Shut the fuck up and read Nintendo's story. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of thing, not getting things you want, uh, let's continue on with that. Nintendo says it can't realistically create, se- realistically create sequels to every series fan's request. This is from Andy Robinson at VGC. Nintendo's president has said it's difficult for the company to create new titles in all of its most highly regarded game series. The Japanese company has one of the richest IP libraries in the games industry, which includes the likes of Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, Animal Crossing, and Mario Kart. Really? Sorry, I threw up a little bit. They used Mario twice, but they put in Animal Crossing? Yes, it has more than three games. (laughs) Eh. 
And also, don't talk to I me know. about disgust. Um, uh, listen, I'm with you. I am still <clears throat> mad that they made Animal Crossing DLC part of a fucking expansion for Switch. Are you kidding me? Continuing, however, during its annual general meeting on Tuesday, in a segment that VGC first covered earlier this week, but which has now been transcribed and published in full by the company, uh, Shintaro Furukawa was asked by a shareholder if it would consider making new titles of remakes or remakes in its many dormant series, such as F Zero and Wario Land. I don't know no who that shareholder. Shot. I don't know who that shareholder is, but thank you. You are a hero. You are a. You are noble hey, among. Hey. You, can, you cannot you cannot flip the coin after telling other people to shut the fuck up about not getting what they want. Hey, 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 hey. I'm telling the peasants. I'm telling the peasants to shut the fuck up. This person's a shareholder. Peasant, They're the rich. Fuck up and keep reading. <laughs> the company president replied, as transcribed by VGC contributor Robert Zafazen. Zafazen, yeah. Zafazen. Okay. Um, by starting, hold on. <laughs> I think they meant by stating, by st yeah, by stating that Nintendo could not realistically create sequels to every series fans want to see. In a realistically, it is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels, for every Nintendo game that people request. But we are very grateful and appreciate the expectations our fans have for our games. He said, "Senior Managing Executive Officer Senior Takahashi." also answered the question and gave an example of how in the past Nintendo has asked for remakes, but it secretly already had in development. Oh, has been asked for remakes that it secretly already had in development. We are always considering how to develop new titles and remakes that can be enjoyed by many players, he said. During the 79th... Or... Or Dino? Ordinary. Or, oh, the 79th Ordinary General Meeting of Shareholders... Oh, Dino? I had COVID. Leave me alone. Um... In 2019, we were asked if there were any plans to remake the Famicom Detective Club series. And at the time, we happened to be planning a remake. That is an example where we were already actively developing such a title. We cannot tell you if there are any plans for future remakes or any specific game, but during development, we are always thinking about various possibilities that players can enjoy. One remaster that Nintendo reportedly does have in development is Metro Prime, which has recently claimed to be releasing on for Nintendo Switch later this year to coincide with the 20th anniversary. Other series such as F-Zero, Star Fox, Wave Race, and Pilot Wings appear to be dormant at the company. However, Nintendo is currently in the middle of a significant expansion of its first-party developer cap development capabilities, which could result in taking on additional projects. Nintendo revealed in a management briefing last November that the Switch's unexpected level of success has enabled the company to invest in new business opportunities, including the expansion of its game development capability. In February, the company kickstarted its development expansion by acquiring its long-established development partner, SRD Co. Ltd., a company that has worked exclusively on first-party Nintendo software for 40 years and operates close to its Kyoto HQ. In April, Nintendo successfully purchased the land next to its main headquarters in Japan and said it planned to build a new development center. I don't know why it's spelled that way. Uh, this will way. be a 12-floor building due to be completed by the end of 2027, which Nintendo believes will carry an important role on reinforcing its R&D. I know I was just already in... talking a lot of shit. We're both talking a lot of shit, but in all honesty... Uh... Yeah, no. I, I have more believability that Nintendo would always bring do some shit 
like hey, remake books. Or... You heard it here first. You might get all the games you want from Nintendo but three three to five years after twenty twenty seven. Keep up alive. Yeah, you know we we y'all y'all got your Dragon's Dogma too. You can hope for F Zero remake. Yeah, I I hope for F Zero. Yeah, I'm down for Super Wario Land. The, uh, it's on the N sixty four thingy, so people can play that now. Yeah, you know numbers. what? I'm more I'm more okay with Nintendo because they have made more more <clears throat> shit accessible without the need to circle jerk you for fucking your internet uh, internet speed. PlayStation's like, oh yeah, better internet speed. Well, you don't get your old games. Boo hoo. I mean, basically, again, yeah. PS now, but um, which is yeah, ridiculous. No, I, 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 no, look, folks, I said I would do it. And I kind of did it. I didn't buy the PS Now uh, upgrade year-long thing after all because that shit was laughable. Um, but I I didn't know that they were going to make the PS1 games purchasable. So I bought Ape Escape. And let me tell you, that's a, that's a good port. It had high frame rates. You could customize the uh, ratio um, for it. You know, the scaling, you know, all that. You could make it whatever you want. Choose the kind of colors you wanted to use, all of that, make it classic, make it newer. It was really, really cool. It gave me the same kind of vibes we got of playing the classic PS2 games back on like the first edition of the PS3, where you could, you know, do all that. And it was really, really cool. Um giving that was the coolest thing about the PS3 and the and the Vita and PSP to me was how you could play older games and the the options and the and the emulation they went ahead and did for it to bring them available. Uh, that was really awesome. So, I don't know why PlayStation doesn't think that's a viable way to make money, but they obviously don't. They and... don't care about their back catalog, and they also have some technical difficulties with porting PS3 games. I don't remember what the reason well, I, was. I, I don't give. There's not. There's not a whole lot of PS3 games to go ahead and bring over. Let's be honest here. There's not. Yeah. We're not missing anything there. They already got Last of but Us. But the PS2 and PS1 titles. Yeah. No. That 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 should that they should bring over because I would spend so much money on that. Still waiting on fucking Budokai Two. <sighs> oh, you won't keep waiting. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I know. I know. But Nintendo, they're much more lenient, and of course, there's always a, there's always a chance. What Nintendo likes to do is they like to wait until you forget and then bring it back for shock value. That's what I yeah. wish more people would do. You see, like Nintendo wants your money. PlayStation just wants your soul. And for some reason, you all want to give it to them. I don't understand why anymore, but you're all lining up to do it. Nintendo already got your soul. They just like planning when they want your money. But Nintendo, you're in the first circle of hell. You, they already got... Actually, no, you're in the ninth circle of hell. You, you're deep enough where it's like, you know what? Kick your feet up. Sit your ass in the flaming spike table. We're going to have a blast. Here, you want to play uh, Four Swords Adventures with only one person? Go right on ahead. I played it that way. That is very sad. <laughs> I liked it! That was actually my first, like, full-on 2D Zelda I'm... game that I went play all the way through. Here's the Minish Cap. I, I thought Four Swords Adventures was cool. Um, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying playing it alone was sad. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh... I, thought it was, I, thought, I thought it was cool and imaginative the way that you could control all four at once and 
Man, if I still had my violin, I'd be playing it right now for you. Because that's sad. Ly Cooper's dead. Fuck off. I knew it was dead. I'm okay that it's dead. Jack and Dax was also dead, too. Fucking Ratchet Clank got revived only to be stomped up by The Last of Us. What else you got on me, buddy? What? What? You want to you remind me that fucking Second Son was great and then we're not going to get another infamous? Oh, wait. It's in the first, or technically, second fucking thing we've read. I already got the pain. Move on to the next story. I need to sell some happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Fucking another thing that's fucking dead. E3. Well, allegedly. All right. E3 allegedly saying that it's returning to Los Angeles in 2023 with new company running it. This is from Darren uh, Bonthis. Bonthis? I don't know. Over at GameSpot. That's a lot of GameSpot articles tonight. Holy shit. We usually do like one every month. Congrats, GameStop. We're taking your articles. Uh, E3 will officially make its return in the second week of June 2023, with the running of the convention being handled by Reed Pop. I beg your pardon? The convention organizer... Huh? People behind PAX. Ah. The convention organizer, which also runs PAX, Star Wars Celebration, and several other shows, will work in partnership with the Entertainment Software Association to host publishers, developers, journalists, and consumers at E3's usual location, the Los Angeles Convention Center. It is a tremendous honor and privilege for Repop to take on the responsibility of bringing E3 back to 2023. Repop President Lance Fensterman said in his press statement, With the support and endorsement of the ESA, we're going to build a world-class event to serve the global gaming industry in new and broader ways than we already do at Repop through our portfolio of world-leading events and websites. For E3 2023, Repop says that it has listened to feedback from the gaming community We'll honor the E3 elements that have always worked, and we'll reshape the parts that haven't been well-received. Following reports of a... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Following reports of a toxic environment rife with eternal politics, witch hunts, and infighting... That sounds like E3 in a nutshell. What do you mean? That is E3. Sorry. By Variety in 20, 2019, it was rumored that Reed Pop made an offer to take over E3, but it never happened then. I wonder why. Uh, the last couple of years have seen E3's presence on the game calendar shrink as an exodus of big brands, rival shows such as Summer Games Fest. Yeah, I see you, Jeff. And the coronavirus uh, pandemic hit the event hard. E3 2020 was canceled due to the pandemic, while E3 2021 re- returned as a digital-only event, and E3 2022 was fucking killed as well. A streamlined and secure media registration for E3 2023 will begin in late 2022, while a list of confirmed ex- uh, exhibitor- exhibitors, fucking I can't speak now, and event schedules will be shared in the months to come. Should we stop to talk, or should I read the next bit that's also E3 related? Uh, yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead, go on. That's, that's All let right. Them, let them fight. Geography Keeley, aka Jeff Keeley, takes on E3 with Physical Summer Games Fest in June 2023. This is from James Bachelor at thegameindustry.biz. Summer Games Fest will go ahead head with E3 when both are held as physical events in June 2023. The event's organizer and host, Jeff Keeley, made the announcement at the end of this year's Summer Games Fest, which was live streamed, it says today, but this was like a month ago. Uh, when listing off the remaining showcases expected in the coming days, as well as its future events, Gamescom opening night live in August, and the Game Awards in December. 
Keeley announced next year's Summer's Game Fest would be both digital and in person, quote, to bring the game industry together. No dates were given at the timing of writing, so probably something happened now, but we'll see. Uh, the announcement follows just days after ESA president and CEO Stan Pierre-Louis told the Washington Post that E3 would also be back as a physical and digital event in June 2023. Again, specific dates have not yet been given. So we got good old head-to-head co- combat with Jeff Keighley and uh, the people over at E3. The ESA. The ESA. I mean... It's the only problem- war time, boys! Go on. The only problem I see is that we're going to have to cover both. No, we won't. We're going we're gonna to have to cover both. No, we won't. No one's going to want to cover both. No, we. I'm going to have to cover both. All right. If it's going to be read pop, they're going to go full on. Uh, how do I put this? They're going to go full on just another packs, have more games on there, be available. Everyone's going to go to E3 and think like, oh, man, it's so close in public. There's not going to be any real people there to go ahead and show things off. Why would they? The whole reason E3 fell apart wasn't because of the pandemic. That sped it along. The real thing was that the ESA is technically just originally an advocate group for when video games were not the mainstream, when they were not in the news, when they were not part of big investment deals. They were advocating for them to be a bigger part of the prize. They no longer need that. Thus, there was no reason to be spending millions upon millions of dollars just for a piece of the pie with the ESA. Regardless of E3 coming back, no one's going to go back to paying those outrageous fees when they can just go ahead and make their own events or pile that work onto Jeff Keighley to show off their stuff. For the Jeff Fest! Like, for everyone that's like, oh man, I miss E3. It was so cool. We shouldn't have died. Like, E3 was terrible. Whoever says they missed E3 obviously didn't know what life was before E3 or life after E3. Or what E3 honestly really was. Like, yeah, no. Welcome to the Jeff Fest. Population Jeff. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't like a lot of the ways that Jeff does his shows, sure, but, like, he shows off games, and that's really all I care about. E3 was about making money. It it really was. E3, and E3 as it was, is just no longer necessary, and honestly, no longer beneficial, really. Like, what 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 did we miss this year that we would have gotten had E3 been around? Sony had pulled out, Microsoft pulled out, Bethesda is now with Microsoft. Like, Nintendo will just do their own thing regardless. Sony still does its own thing regardless. Like, I, I'm not sure what everyone only, expects to happen. The only thing we missed was Ubisoft, actually. <laughs> yeah, and we all know why they didn't show anything <laughs> off. By the U- way, Ubisoft and EA. They, uh, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, like, Ubisoft showed off Skull and Bones recently. I don't know if you saw this or not. No, because why do I give a shit about Ubisoft? No, so when they first showed off Skull and Bones, they were talking about how, oh, yeah, you play for friends, you pilot, you uh, uh, you man these ships and sell the seven seas doing pirate-type shit. Um, but then people were like, so can we, like, make our own characters and get off and walk around and whatnot? And, like, go, 
uh, treasure hunting, and uh, they said, well, no, it's kind of more like a multiplayer type game of like just the ship battling. And people were like, we really don't want that. So they took it away. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to make it. So it's been gone for like, what, six years, five years at this point? And then they reintroduced it. Like, you got off the ship now. Like, cool. And do what? Um, menu management. So they tried so to make they, Sea of Thieves, but worse. Even worse than that. I swear That's to God. I said, but worse. Like, they, they, they went back to the drawing board to then come back and represent to us the same game they went back to the drawing board for. This looks like the same fucking game it was before. You're still only in the ship, really. You don't really do anything like, you know, a third-person action-y sword-fighting uh, pirating bullshit. You're still just doing everything on the ship. Like, I... It... What? That's, like, that's what y'all missed? Y'all wanted that to be there? Like, y'all wanted those companies aside, to be there and show it off? Like, aside from the live audience and getting the actual, like, demo feel for E3, there's, the only thing we missed was EA and Ubisoft. You, you want to know the worst part of Healy doing a Games Fest? We get Is a guaranteed he- segment of Hideo Kojima, the person people thought assassinated Shin- uh, Shinzo Abe. Like, the worst part about it was the fact that he still does shows like the worst parts of E3, like putting The Rock on there, like random celebrity guests. Like, that was the worst part of it. Otherwise, you still got E3. Like, it's E3 with a new twist. And 20% more Kojima. I, I'm also surprised this... you didn't put that story on here. I thought what? you had a field day talking about how uh, Hideo Kojima was uh, was uh, wrongfully nah, accused like... of, of the assassination. <laughs> Like, I, one, I was, like, I, just everybody's knowing, uh, knows, I didn't do no work last week. Like, I, I had COVID, and for the past two weeks, no, nah, work stopped. It just ended. Like, that, that's why last week there were no shows. I was just like, nah, not even, not even gonna try. I'm dying over here. I'm legit dying over here, not even gonna try. And when that story broke, I was just like, you know what? The dude that died was an asshole. Uh, he was a war crimes apologist. Fuck him. And... Kojima and his team seem to be actually be hurt by that. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, no, defamation lawsuit. I yeah, honestly yeah. thought you were going to have so, a field day just reading that. Yeah, I was like, you know, like, fuck Kojima and, you know, my I don't like his game design type things. But, I mean, if they're actually feeling bad about it, I don't want to be a dick. I don't, I don't actually dislike Kojima. I, I just don't want to play his games, except for Zone of the Enders, which, luckily enough, I'm not going to get to play. So the one way he could get me, he refuses to give me. So we got beef. But yeah, no, like E3 is just gonna be another packs. They're just gonna turn into another packs. That at most is gonna happen. I think the funniest thing is so y'all don't know this. The, in the Google document covering the two E3 stories, uh, the the uh, the story for E3 Return to Los Angeles and with a new company running it that was from the sixth of July. So here recently, the six days ago. The story for Keeley takes on E3. Uh, that was a month before. That was a month before in the 9th of June. I went looking. Nice. I went looking for uh, articles about you know people having fun with E3 and Jeff officially fighting each other more so. Um, no one's taking sides right now. There were no hit articles. No one got snarky. No one said shit. You want to know why? Because all their owners 
are definitely looking for that payout. Next year is going to be about going to be about yo, who got the money? Who's going to make us the most money? I would not be disappointed if E3 also added like a tournament for its events. Just I'm for sure it will. Maybe like, it's the only way Super Smash will be back in a fighting games tournament. Maybe Nintendo had that whole Pendle Global thing and that never panned out because, well, they uh, they don't um, want anything to do with that community anymore. They they really don't. They they yeah, they had the moment and uh, that community fucked that up bad. So now nah, they're yeah. done. They're they're good. They're done. They're they don't want their name associated with that. Um, I, I I bet Sakurai has a fucking like is taking an act of Devin this word going. Phew! Now I can stop working on this game. Yup, you got out just in time. Um, but yeah, not nah, like again. I y'all, someone like Keely is always going to be there to go ahead and give you more stuff. This is also why whenever we we talk about like we cover the shows on the show, you don't hear us do what a lot of most podcast groups do, the high end ones at least in my uh, experience. Of they spend like half the show talking about what about the presentation? What did we think about what they did? What did we think about how they spent their time? What did we think about how? No, well, you, you know can you can hear we, us we, talk about that during the actual stream when we actually watch it in real time. Which is just going to be us uh, hating on it, so, to be completely honest, because we're just us, us ripping it apart for the most part. And um, that's but, the fun bit. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise, you know what we do? You know what we do? Because it makes it the, as the actual point. We talk about the fucking games they showed. We show you trailers. We talk about them. That's what we will go ahead and do. That's what fucking matters with these shows anyway. Stop and stop like just going crazy about E3 and all this other shit. It's just. It's just rich people showing <laughs> off more rich people shit so they can become even richer people. That's all any of this is. I, I will just, give E3 one thing. They well, didn't subject us to Imagine Dragons. Fuck you, Jeff. No, but they also every year were like, hey, so EA wants to do how much sports stuff? Sports! Listen, of course it has to be EA. Of course, it has to be EA that does sports. That's their. That's kind of their shtick. Like uh. EA Sports, it's in the game. Come, on, we all know that. We all hear that. There's, there's no money in E3 and Jeff fighting each other. I, I, if E3 tries to bring people over, it's just gonna put itself in an even worse situation than it was before because it's just the esa trying to make money the esa has no reason to be as big and rich of a group as it is it is just meant to be a um go ahead i hope they do this i hope they fail so that way they pull a cyberpunk and realize they made a grievous mistake and they learn from it so they don't do it again even though they're stupid as shit and will most likely do it again but they'll keep losing money that's what I hope comes from this like how do I put this uh, ESA mission statement yeah they're an advocacy group that, that's all they are they were just meant an advocacy group again what killed E3 was not the pandemic it was not people not wanting to do it. It was the fact that they charged all... They made these big companies pay them millions of dollars to p help them put on a show, and now they know they can just make YouTube videos. 
It's not going back, folks. It's not going back. Wasn't that special to begin with? It is what it is. Fuck it. Also, that's going to be a fucking super spreader event. Y'all don't understand. Paxes and this E3 now probably. They're fucking disgusting. Anime Expo. Yeah. Like, they're all just fucking disgusting. All right. It's terrible. Horribly unhygienic. Just, it's, it's petri dish of just god awful things. Kind of why I don't go to con- conventions and shit. I'm saying. Especially not. Some. Oh, okay. I'm not even going to get into it. It's just, it's just terrible. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. We're, we're the done. people are we're, the we're ones done. losing here. But hopefully, I can't believe I'm saying this. Hopefully, people are smart enough to be like, no, we're just going to let Jeff be in charge of these things. And the ESA is just going to focus on making money however they can. Whatever that means. Well, can't wait for Gamescom opening night live in August. And the Game Awards in December. With Jeff Keighley hosting both events. <laughs> Fuck my life. Right, but that, that that wraps up this episode of the VG Weekly Roundup. Yep, yep. Alright, folks. So this week there will not be a second episode on Thursday. I am actually gonna be out on Thursday. Uh, my first time out since the whole COVID thing. I'm going to be catching an anime movie, um, The Deer King, and you will hear my thoughts on that the following Wednesday on We Would Trash Talk. Tomorrow, We Would Trash Talk returns. Uh, we will go ahead and be talking about Spy Family after we have now watched it in completion, all three of us. Um, in the meantime, I doubt I'll be streaming anything. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, catch back up on all the work and everything. But if anyone's wondering about, oh, why do we talk about this? Talk about that. And you're like, again, I didn't work last week. Like, normally we give you like a bigger, or longer show or something like that because I we missed something and I just kept things built up. No, no work happened. This starting off fresh again. So, if you want it? Go find it. But that's not us. All right, Ultima, anything to plug? Hi, hello, greetings and salutations. I'm a streamer. I also stream. Hell, I streamed Pokemon Nuzlocke just a little while ago. But hey, if you want to watch me and play some games, if you want to watch me play some Near Replicant tomorrow, 11.30pm Eastern, I'll be playing some Near Replicant over at twitch.tv slash ultimatejvdev and uh, 12.30 noon, or yeah, half past noon Thursday afternoon for more rep near i'm not a professional i'm jumbling my words i'm dumb but yeah uh, i stream i do those uh that's pretty much all i can plug because i got no projects in the works that's pretty much it yeah oh yeah and fuck abk huh activision blizzard king fuck them oh okay the grouping okay yeah not not the workers yeah. alliance not not the workers alliance there's, there's more to that just we're clear ah not to be confused because the, yeah, the group no, no, is no. called ABK Workers Alliance, but... I, yeah, I no, that Activision Blizzard King. Fuck, fuck them. Okay. The actual okay. group. The actual the actual gaming company and publisher group. That, folks. Thanks on my hope you put yourself. Good to be back. Uh, COVID sucks. Mask up. Be careful. It's still there. And yeah, it still sucks. For anyone who kept saying, oh, it's not that bad. It varies. Because trust me, that was god-awful. That was fucking terrible. That was just horrendous. Please be careful. 
All right, y'all. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.